live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See you, senor. No, it is dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Is it already? Little, little Friday. It's Little Friday. Oh, heck yeah, it is. Oh yeah. That happened already. Got a little extra something in my coffee this morning. Ease into the weekend. <laughs> and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Volodymyr Zelensky and the brave Ukrainian people, plus Jack Weakness. Weakness is our general manager because weakness invites aggression. Weakness is our general manager. That's right. Those who would weaken, for instance, the great United States military have invited the hell of war back upon the civilized world. How y'all doing? Good morning. Fantastic. Crack up that music, Michael. Big finish. Here we go. Woohoo! There seems to be some consensus that this NATO meeting today is the most significant in its history, which is a heck of a thing, really, when you think about it. Its history is long, and there's been a lot of uh, dust-ups in the world in that amount of time, but uh, nothing bringing it this this close to full-on nuclear conflict. I'd say that's clearly true, aside from perhaps the meeting where a number of countries got together and said, hey, what do you think of a treaty organization like uh, along the North Atlantic? Uh, yeah, after that, this is clearly mm. the most impactful meeting. And nobody knows what the impact's going to be. History will tell. So there's some news that uh, the Ukrainians sunk some sort of Russian ship. That's exciting. Yeah, in one of the southern port cities. That's fantastic. Um, The president is going to uh, meet with all these other world leaders and come out and say something. And I don't know if we're going to be drawing any red lines or whatever. Joe, perceptively, figured out why this is the most important meeting in NATO's history yesterday. And that they're going to have to discuss, do we have red lines? I mean, what? I'm just throwing it out here on the table, says the guy from Germany or France or wherever. What do we do if he uses nukes? I mean, is that like World War III or do we just pretend it didn't happen or what do we do? Got to have a playbook. They're going through all sorts of different scenarios now. And, uh, you know, it's the same as a basketball team. They go into a motion offense. We counter this way. Well, and um, and not only do you need to have a playbook, but uh, there's a good article in the Washington Post today, an opinion piece. It's the key question is, do you announce that or not? Is it better to announce your red line or better to keep them guessing on your red line? Hmm. And who knows? I mean, that's it. I don't know. And... um. Another thing that uh, was written in that article was so much hinges on trying to guess Vladimir Putin's psyche at this point. No kidding. Right. Man, has ever so much hinged on the guessing of one human being's psyche? Well, from uh, Sung Tzu on, any military expert would tell you, you have to uh, work to understand your enemy. You should study them. How do you study a wackadoodle or somebody who is so cornered and is so screwed up? You have no idea how they're going to, uh, you know, what their final blow is going to be. Plus, you don't have much insight into their state of mind for many, many years because they're so 
especially the last two years, because they're so isolated. So, mm-hmm. Because of COVID, which brings me to, I had my biggest COVID confrontation of the entire pandemic yesterday. Really? Yeah. It's mild by, I mean, it's like, you know, I'm not going to make it on YouTube or Nobody's like going to call you a Karen. <laughs> but for me, it was the biggest confrontation of the entire COVID. Wow. Let's start the show officially. I should tell that story. Yes. I'm Jack Armstrong. Drama. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, March 24th. I think this is the day that uh, President Zelensky's uh, asking people to get to the streets and protest. But hmm. This is the year 2022. New you in 22. We are, oh, there's the video of that ship that's on fire and all the smoke. That is awesome. Oh, so yeah. Not only does that damage a ship, which is you know, you know, piece of equipment and strategic and all that sort of stuff, but what sort of imagery is that? To inspire the people of Ukraine and demoralize, long article in the New York Times today about how demoralized Russian troops are. Have you been following that on how they picked up all those phone conversations? Oh, yeah. I listened to all the uh, yeah the, the radio transmissions. For yeah. some reason, they're using a lot of unencrypted radios and, and cell phones to communicate, and they are floundering. Yeah, and all levels from, like, the you know, the privates to generals. Like, what are we doing here? How is this going to end? What's the point of this? Yeah, that's what the whole world is wondering. we got to talk more about that. That's fascinating. But I'm looking at all the smoke coming out of that ship right outside the city in the water, and that's uh, that's a, that is a symbol. That might be the symbol of the day. Maybe the symbol of the war end up being. Anyway, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin then, officially according to FCC rules and regulations, at Mark. And I think we should recognize that the jackassery we often see around here um, is partly because of people mugging for short-term uh, camera opportunities. Is he talking about us? <laughs> He's talking about some of his fellow senators and Democrats. That's Ben Sass of Nebraska. He does not like the whole, I'm going to say something strong in a hearing or on cable news and fundraise thing. He really hates that. I think he's he, a serious man. He's a legislator. I think he might be swimming in against the current tide of history, but and I think he might be on the right side of it, but I'm not sure he's going to do anything about it. Um, so I'm at the Oakland Zoo yesterday. Well, it starts out this way. So my son, uh, my, I got two kids in two different schools, and their spring breaks don't line up, which is really a drag for trying to do anything. And um, my youngest son is on spring break this week, and I wanted to do something fun and kind of special, so... So what are we gonna do today? So he came up with the idea we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go to the big museum in uh, Golden Gate Park in San Francisco, and then we're gonna walk across the bridge. And I thought as I was traveling there, I thought ah. I know things have loosened up, but I probably ought to check their COVID policy. Oh, sorry, no luck. No, <laughs> no luck. Everybody's got to have a vaccination card, and they're only letting in like five people a day, and all these different things because of COVID. And so there's no, no way we're going. He's not vaccinated. Um, uh, this is not a rerun. No, no, this, this is, is March this, of 2022. Yeah, yeah exactly. This isn't a yeah. rerun from a month ago, from a year ago. It, at least a year ago since it's necessary for any of this nonsense. At least, if not longer. Speaking for roughly 42 American states, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I know. I know it. It's just amazing. So I thought, okay, we got to change this. So uh, it came up with the idea we're going to go to the Oakland Zoo. For one reason, because we actually have family goats at the Oakland Zoo, and we hadn't visited them since we'd been to one of the great zoos in the world, and we got animals there, so thought we'd go there. 
So I had to check their COVID policies, and uh, you, you couldn't, you can't go inside any of the buildings unless you got a vaccination card. In theory, you're not even supposed to use the bathrooms, <laughs> but um, uh, and masks and all that sort of stuff. But everything else fine. Okay, fine. Even so, though the vaccinated can spread it too, just brilliant, just enlightened. Well, and the, and 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 now it's always been stupid, but with the new variant, the idea that you got to have a mask on is just. It's just, it's, it's, it's like you believe in witchcraft. You people are freaking nuts. Anyway, um, so, uh, finally we're walking around looking at animals, everything like that. Go see our goats, pet the goats, get some pictures, all that sort of stuff. Um, and, uh, we're hungry. So we want to go get something to eat and, uh, to, you know, gotta have masks this. And we didn't even, didn't even bring masks. I didn't, I mean, I didn't even cross my mind. Why would it, why would it cross my mind to take masks at this point? But anyway, so I don't have any masks and you gotta have a mask to go in. And I go in, and there's hardly anybody in, and it's not it's a it's a it's not an uh, an open building, but it's not a closed building. It's like one of those where it doesn't have doors or windows. It's like the roof and the things holding it up. Anyway, so sure. I, I go up That's there and they're outdoors. I, I said, I'm gonna, I'll get, he's really thirsty, and the water fountains aren't running various places because of COVID, and none of the other little stands where they sell pops and stuff like that, those are all closed because of COVID. So this one place where you can go get something to eat or drink, I go up, I walk up there, and she said, do you have a mask, sir? And I said, actually, I don't have a mask. She said, you need to have a mask. I said, I'm going to walk right, and this, and this is this is to me the biggest confrontation because I have not... As we've talked about and we've disagreed with and argued with people and everything like that. Some of you all fight it all, whatever. But um, I, I didn't. And there's this like 18 year old girl running the register with this other woman. And, you know, she's just been told by her boss to enforce the mask policy. I mean, it doesn't go any farther than that. She's just trying to stay out of trouble. Probably the first job of her life. And I said, I said, I don't have a mask. and I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm going to walk over there, and I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to take off my mask to eat. That's like 12 feet from here. You have to have a mask to order food. I said, I want a cheeseburger, and I want a water. And I just looked at her like, what are you going to do? <laughs> and she nice. kind of rung me up and looked around, and she kept, they kept looking behind them like, where's the manager? Is this okay? Are we going to get in trouble? And it's just so oh, yeah. insane. What you is people. It? You're cultists. You're superstitious. You what, have no comprehension what, of science. What is going on? Please, for the love of God, I'll admit that maybe in the beginning, on the right, there was more ignoring facts. But by far now, you all are lost. Do some research. Read the New York Times. Look at the WHO. Look at what Europe is doing. You people are crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid for how crazy you are. You're trying. You're, you're not going to let me have food or anything to drink. Because I don't have a mask on standing here, I'm going to walk over there and take my mask off. You're nuts. You're yeah. absolutely nuts. If you've ever wondered how societies get led just completely astray, some dictator's line of bull s is adopted by the po- uh, the uh, populace, and they just walk around mindlessly repeating the slogans, you can see it. You're, have, you're looking at it in real time in your blue cities. I have resting psycho face anyway, but... I'm sure True. that I had a murderous look on my face. And uh, <laughs> I'm not a violent person, but there was no effing... I almost dropped an F-bomb. There's no effing oh. way I was going to walk out of there. I want a cheeseburger and a water. And I held my card in front of me. <laughs> oh, my God. Did Everybody, they disinfect your card because oh, of yeah. COVID? Oh, yeah. All the pens are disinfected for siding things. Put the dirty pen and then the clean pen and all that sort of stuff. Are you freaking kidding me? How's mailbag look? It's fine. I, I I wondered, did your goats ask you 
why you disown them and put them in a prison. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. They're probably pretty happy. I mean, you get to the full zoo treatment and lots of kids petting them all day, all day long and everything like that. Nice. That's nice. I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't love us as we walked away. Um, I'm innocent. <laughs> we'll have all the latest everything on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Um, I haven't looked into this poll. The Hill is reporting majority in new poll think Biden lacks toughness in response to Russian invasion. Well, maybe we'll take a look at that. True international average of pressure. Man, it sounds tough there. As a Russian ship is smoldering, smoke billowing into the sky, and that might end up being the symbol of this war one month into it. One of the more interesting aspects of this whole conflict is uh, information and propaganda and disinformation. I find myself wondering who's going to see that image, that video, and who's not going to see it, who ought to. NATO is get into that a little later on. NATO is saying the number of Russian soldiers dead is 15,000, which is an extraordinary number in one month. Wow. Wow. If that's true, they're really screwed. Yes, Michael. I saw that report last night, and that is the same number of soldiers they lost in 10 years. Yeah. Well, yeah in 10 years in Afghanistan, right. which is considered one of the all-time military blunders in world history. Right. And it took right. 10 years to, to get to that number. Speaking of the military, here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. This is from Winston Churchill. If you will not fight for right when you can easily win without bloodshed, if you will not fight when your victory is sure and not too costly, you may come to the moment when you will have to fight with all the odds against you and only a precarious chance of survival. There may even be a worse case. You may have to fight when there is no hope of victory because it is better to perish than to live as slaves. Yep. That seems to be the case. Yeah, it's tough to stir democracies to armed violence. Uh, and this is not necessarily, I'm not saying this is a bad thing, um, until they absolutely have to. Well, War what, is terrible. For instance, see the financial reasons that you don't want to go to war. Mm, sure, yeah, for instance. Mailbag. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, whether you want to register an opinion, send along a link, something we ought to be talking about, or what have you. A lot of good folks, a lot of smart folks, really interesting folks write us emails, Jack. A lot of angry crackpots as well. <laughs> good morning, crackpots. Good afternoon, whenever you're listening. Arr, praise of Jack. Very heavy in today's mailbag. What? Mr. Jack Armstrong, co-host of the Armstrong and Getty Show, getting the praise he deserves. Cy writes, what an excellent point about the dichotomy between white and black religious figures or believers. There's so much in that simple concept to unpack. It seems I knew this subconsciously, but never looked at it in that sense. Profound, Jack. It is fascinating. Would you like to briefly restate it? Oh, you can be as sincerely and overtly religious as you want as a black American, but as a white American, if you have exactly the same church-going habits and beliefs, you're seen as a crackpot. Or you're grilled extensively over whether your religion will control you, that sort of thing. For instance, if you're uh, heading for the Supreme Court, 
the contrast between Amy Coney Barrett's questioning and uh, Judge Jackson Brown, Brown Jackson, Brown Jackson, um, is uh, is is stark. Oh yeah, I've seen this through the the years all the time. A a uh, 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 an African American figure could say, you know, I ask God for guidance, and that's what I do. If a if a white Christian says that a God tells you what to do, okay, let's drill down on that weirdness. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Ah, uh, let's see. Speaking of uh, my co-host, uh, the topic here being all the, the super progressive groups. Jack's greatest contribution to man is the phrase "the NATO of lies." Well, I didn't come up with that. Of course, we borrowed it, but yeah, it needs to no, be recognized. That is very... It needs to be celebrated. An attack on one is an attack on all. Brilliant. Yeah, that is really good. Yeah, that's why your. Uh, black activists don't call bull s on, for instance, a man whooping up on all the girls in a swimming pool. They don't dare. Right, because they don't want somebody coming after BLM, which has turned out to be a, a fraud organization. And then the uh, trans people don't go after BLM because they don't want somebody coming after their house of cards that is whole, this whole athletics thing. NATO right, of got lies. the open borders people yep. and the rest of it. Yep, yep. You'll never hear them criticize each other. Ah, uh, Kevin writes, Leah Thomas swimming against girls is like a non-special person competing in the Special Olympics. Wow. That's pretty good. It is a fairly similar thing. Uh, guys, I'm sure there are reasons you're calling Leah Thomas her, but at what point does referring to something that's obviously false fall under the Russian state media or compare to that? Mm, tough question. We will discuss. You miss an hour of the show, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. weeks into the war in Ukraine and the battlefield is strewn with death and destruction. Russians hitting hard with massively dangerous artillery, airstrikes, and missiles. But Ukrainian soldiers have surprised the world. NATO officials now reportedly say 40,000 Russian soldiers have been killed, injured, captured, or are missing. One-fifth of the whole Russian combat force. That's amazing. A month in, wow. forty thousand killed, captured, deserted, or dead. If that or is injured. true, and and you know everything must be taken with a grain of salt from a war zone. But if that is true, that's catastrophic. Yeah, and ten percent of their gear is gone too, either destroyed or captured. Yeah, that it is catastrophic for their military. I love this story. A Russian soldier reportedly runs over his commander with a tank in protest. Now that's a protest. <laughs> I'd say. Uh, tanks wow, the, for the nothing. Check with the uh, oh lord, tanks, is that the headline? Tanks for nothing is the New York Post headline. That's a little flippant. Oh, oh boy, oh boy. He was thinking of putting a poster up. Then he thought, you know what? I've got this tank. <laughs> a Russian soldier drove his tank over his colonel, while two other service members were caught venting about Putin's bull s invasion. The Russian soldier who was behind the wheel of the tank blamed the commander of the group for the deaths of his friends. That would do it. That mm. would make you mad enough to want to run over there. If you knew, if the guy's standing there and telling you stuff that you know is just a flat-out lie and your friends are dying and you're worried you might die, you would run over him. I'd run over him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they called it fragging in Vietnam. It's as old as warfare. Sure. Uh, yeah. 
Well, there. how can there be much of a spirit to fight at all among the Russian troops at this point? Well, according to those intercepted phone and radio messages from yesterday reported in the po- uh, Times and the Washington Post, the, the morale is low from the bottom to the top of their military. A number of people at the top are dead. Their morale is very low. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, so, like I said yesterday, it's a race between the complete collapse of Russia like the military turning on its president or Putin dying and, you know, Putin deciding I'll show the world uh, with some nuclear weapons or something. Boy, this wow. is a, he's still got a fair amount of support at home because he's got such an efficient uh, propaganda machine. And 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 this is unfortunate. A lot of Russians got independent news through VPN services. They could get around the Internet blockages in Russia and they paid for the VPN services with credit cards. But now the credit card companies have not let regular Russians use the credit card, so they've had their uh, connection to the outside world cut off. I wonder if uh, Visa and MasterCard can look into that and maybe fix it. So that's irony? Like rain on your wedding day? Oh, boy. A lot to unpack there, and I'm not in the mood. Um, It's uh, certainly unfortunate. <laughs> um, I'll get to uh, Putin's rally from the other day in a second, which is really interesting, but the Financial Times has this interesting story that's worth remembering. The West is rash to assume the world is on its side over Ukraine. It runs the risk of mistaking a local consensus on Russian aggression for a global one. So while NATO is getting together and having the most important meeting in their history, and you, you might come away with the sense that the whole world is united against Russia, the Financial Times points out this. 141 of the 193 member states of the U.N. condemned Putin's violation of international law. But the 35 that abstained account for almost half the world's population. And if you add those that voted with Russia to that, it comes to more than half. Hmm. So if you add the abstained and voted with Russia, it's more than half the world's population. Now, uh, you know, the, the most the powerful half is, you know, on on our side. But still, that's an awful lot. of That's an awful lot of people that aren't, you know, completely, you know, they aren't watching with tears in their eyes. Zelensky's speech is like the rest of us are. Well, I need to quibble just a little bit because Joe's as you know, quibbling. Precision is my hallmark. Uh, I would suggest that the governments representing more than half of the population of the world uh, is is soft on the Russian invasion, but that does not necessarily uh, indicate the the stance of their people. Of course, back for to what, what that's worth. Back to what you were saying previously, we have no idea what their people are hearing in mm-hmm. China or North Korea or Iran or wherever. Right. Yes, that's an interesting stat. On the other hand, what people in various malign African dictatorships think or or or, or military junta run Southeast Asian lands, I don't particularly care, but it is interesting. Um this, David Ignatius, the Washington Post, a month into the war, Putin's mindset is complex and dangerous. I mentioned yesterday that the rally, did you see this that 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 Putin had in a big giant soccer stadium over the weekend Mm -hmm. full of cheering people as the ukraine war nears a month of brutal fighting vladimir putin is obsessed with ukraine angry at his generals paranoid about enemies at home and abroad and wrapping his bloody deeds in spiritual language almost mystical in its vision of russia's pasts and future putin's mindset was on display at a stadium concert last week as he invoked a russian orthodox warrior saint 
who spoke of his own battles as thunderstorms that would glorify Russia. This is how it was in his time. This is how it is today and will always be, Putin said to a cheering crowd. Putin said of Fedor Ushakov, an 18th century admiral reputed never to have lost a battle and canonized as a saint in 2001, right after Putin became president. Putin's short remarks Hmm. offered a reminder that his personality is more complex and perhaps more dangerous than the stereotype of him as an ex-KGB officer who wants to revive the Soviet Union. Putin is something different, a Russian Orthodox Christian believer rather than an atheist with an ideology closer to Benito Mussolini's fascism than Vladimir Lenin's communism. Penetrating the riddle of Putin's psyche is a life-or-death matter these days. I would say so. Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with his conclusion. I'm not sure you can come to the conclusion that he's a sincere believer. Uh, the, The Russian Orthodox Church is a major pillar of his support in the country. They spread the word that he's the guy. He, in turn, implements their beliefs in in public policy about, you know, gays and transgender or whatever. Uh, So it it seems to me an unholy and cynical alliance. But... You know, who knows? We just found out uh, Stalin actually believed in communism. Xi Jinping actually thinks it's a great system, so who knows? One more uh, paragraph on this that I thought was interesting. Putin described in the in the soccer stadium in front of the cheering crowds, Putin described the bloody assault as salvation for Ukraine and spoke of religious duty to, quote, relieve those people of suffering. That's what he said to cheers. What sort of psychopath can do that? I'm relieving these people of suffering, and you bow your head with tears in your eyes, and everybody cheers that we're all doing the right thing as you murder children in their hospital beds. Well, he's undoubtedly a psychopath. Uh, you know, I was reading an article about the various uh, Russian media figures who have resigned, and it's it's a comparative handful. But one of the things they discuss is what the media is doing, those folks who've stuck in their jobs. And uh, among other things, they're showing video of the decimated Ukrainian cities, and they're saying the Nazis have vowed to ruin any city we take before we can take it. So oh. they're bombing these cities, or they're shelling themselves to get international sympathy. That's what's on the news every night for uh, the older generations of Russians. That's the only information they get. Putin went on to quote the Bible to justify his blitzkrieg. I recall the words from the Holy Scripture, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay lay down his life for his friends. Wow. Wow. The Bible! Isn't that something, man? He's doing the full-on work where we have soldiers dying in the name of what is good and holy, saving these poor Ukrainians. That is so freaking twisted oh my god i didn't think something like this could happen in my lifetime boy so he's portraying it as a crusade yeah effect yeah wow that which is as we all know is very dangerous mindset oh yeah you can justify anything if you got that belief the evil doers They want to come do to us. Look what they've done to their own cities, and they want to do that to Moscow and St. Petersburg. I have to use these nukes. Well, and they're against God, for God's sake. Some troubling crap right there. Freaking nut job. Speaking of troubling crap, uh, the vaunted NATO alliance is uh, its a lovely alliance, and they're meeting right now, and I hope they're having a good meeting. Uh, we're going to have bagels and cream cheese during the break. Uh, there's coffee to your left. Uh, but some of the biggest countries in NATO, like Germany, for instance, their military sucks. 
people are now starting to notice and people are now speaking out in Germany. Hey, uh, our military couldn't we couldn't beat Belgium in a fair fight. <laughs> Some of the facts and figures on that coming up. Cool. It's a little scary. Anybody going into work today that if you had the opportunity, you'd run over your boss with a tank? Huh? Anybody? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, so the Taco Bell is celebrating its 60th anniversary with an all-new vegetarian meal. And actually, it's the first time anyone's ever said happy anniversary inside of Taco Bell. Wow. <laughs> I still have never eaten at Taco Bell, so I don't get the jokes. I assume it's some sort of Mexican food. Well, allegedly. It's somewhat Mexican-styled food. Uh, we got a couple of texts about my uh, run-in with the mask police at the Oakland Zoo. And uh, one person pointing out, if you're going to demand people wear masks, you better provide masks. And I would agree. Mm-hmm. You're going to make me wear a mask? You better have a box of freaking masks there. Because You know why I didn't show up with a mask on? Because it's stupid. It's stupid to wear a mask at this point. <laughs> but if you're going to make me put it on to order the food before I take it off to go sit down over there, you better hand me one. God dang it, that's maddening. We also uh, came up that uh, Ukrainian soldiers were using as hype music for their battle getting to prepare there in uh, Odessa, I think, some uh, Bon Jovi music. And we asked about, did, 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 is this a common thing? Do you guys do that? And we got a number of texts about that. We got this one. Yesterday, you were talking about the hype music. My armor, Army Ranger Sniper Friends uh, song was Meatloaf's Bat Out of Hell. And we got another one. Some guys in Iraq, they, uh, they were a Welcome to the Jungle uh, crowd. When they would get nice. all hyped up to do battle. So. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Boy. Uh, Hanson, uh, label segment one of our one, Jack Goes Ape at Zoo. I think that'll, <laughs> that'll get a lot of clicks. <laughs> oh, God dang it. That know, makes me so... Well, you know, it, it, the mask is not the point. Because no. I'm sure there are people no. like, why don't you just go ahead? The point is a populace... Engaging in useless and superstitious and needless uh, conformism and and shock and horror that anybody who's not doing the same thing. And at the point that it's beyond ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, now (laughs) is a completely different question than a year ago, which was a completely different question from a year prior. I mean, when Saturday Night Live is doing an entire sketch about the ridiculousness of the little girl's in the gymnastics, having to wear the mask here, but then being able to gather for pizza and drinks afterwards without the masks in the same room is right. yeah, it's all stupid. I mean, I didn't want to let I didn't want to belittle this person. Like I said, she's like an eighteen-year-old girl, might have been her first job. But yeah, you, you gotta realize how dumb it is to tell me I gotta have my mask on here and I step over here. I'm clear over here. I can take it off, and you're not right. gonna let me order food. Come on, that's moronic. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. Uh, there's one more thing I wanted to say about this, this topic. I have this on the topic. Air- airlines are asking Biden to drop the mask mandate and testing requirements for, for travelers. They're doing it in a lot of European countries, and our airlines are saying, can you drop the masks, okay? Well, what the hell? 
Uh, and uh, one big part of that is that they have, like teachers, the role of airline employees has changed. It's gone from a helpful uh, person uh, there uh, at the business you're um, you know, doing business with. It's gone from that to mask policemen, mask policewoman all the time. I've heard from so many teachers who say, I used to be an educator. I used to unlock knowledge and the love of knowledge and the love of learning. Now I'm the mask cop. So, oh, just so ugly and stupid at this point. Ugly and stupid, our original air names. Yeah, yeah, it fit. Anyway, um, we'll let you guess. <laughs> so this this story easily could be headlined, it's crazy how quickly public opinion can change. Uh, it has to do with Germany and Germany's posture toward its own military and projecting military might and that sort of thing. And I think it might be helpful for Americans especially to contemplate the fact that um, for us, the... The the conflict in Ukraine, the war in Ukraine, the invasion is uh, uh, perhaps a real flesh and blood issue for the United States. If nukes become involved, if NATO becomes involved, but that's down the road and it's still less than likely, in my opinion. It's not unlikely, but it's not likely. Um, in Europe, it's like Ontario is at war with Quebec and a slaughter is going on and Quebec keeps threatening to attack the United States. I mean, geographically, it's very, very close. Mm. So Europeans' feelings are pretty intense about this. But the headline in the New York Times is Germany is ready to lead militarily. Its military is not. Uh, when the signal came over the radio that the NATO border was under attack, oh, they described this some, um, this military exercise that uh, NATO did with German troops. Um, and, uh, and it, it was floundering and the Lithuanians, it was in Lithuania made, um, uh, made several statements about, Hey, this is really great. We appreciate the German help, but can you send some real soldiers too with a real military, like the Americans, if we're ever in trouble? I mean, like leaders said that out loud. Wow. Um, so, but when Russia invaded Ukraine, uh, says this uh, lieutenant colonel in the German military, the threat perception in Germany changed overnight. We felt safe in the middle of the continent, surrounded by friends. Now we have a full-spectrum war in Europe, and we are concerned, especially since we don't know how, how far the escalation or the spiral will turn, as the way he puts it. So three days after the Russians first attacked, Olaf Scholz, the new chancellor, announced the biggest rearmament program for his country since the end of the Cold War. Um, huge increase in defense spending from a fraction of what they were supposed to spend, according to their NATO obligations, which was what Trump was always yelling about. Um, now they're going to pour even more in. Um, uh, they overturned a ban on shipments of arms to Ukraine, backed armed drones, committed to buying new fighter jets that can drop nuclear bombs, said Schultz. It is clear we must invest much more in the security of our country in order to protect our freedom and democracy, says the lieutenant colonel. I didn't believe what I was hearing, although this would have been unthinkable here only four weeks ago. This is historic. I'll bet it's really easy for a country to have a uh, a useless military if you haven't been engaged in warfare. I bet that's really easy to because on paper you got this many people and this many trucks and this many this and this many that, but you don't have mm-hmm. any actual ability for better or worse. And there's a lot of both. Uh, we have been at war for a long time in a lot of places, and we got a lot of people in our military that have actual military war experience. 
Right, not a paper tiger, a real tiger. So getting to the public opinion part of this, which is amazing, uh, and you probably know this, but for decades, Germany hung back on security matters, uh, content to lead economically. It had pacifist leanings because of the whole Nazi thing that went so poorly. Uh, German politicians were reluctant to talk about the military. German citizens were reluctant to hear about it. Before his pivot, Mr. Schultz himself came under fierce criticism for his seeming reluctance to get tough on Russia over Ukraine. But Russia's attack on Ukraine has jolted not just the German government into action. Public opinion has dramatically shifted, too. Two in three Germans now support arms shipments to Ukraine and back an increase in military spending. In mid-February, a month and a half ago, it was less than half. Now it's two-thirds. Well, it's the it's reality slapping you in the face. A lot of Germans probably thought like I did. It just you just can't picture this sort of thing happening in the year twenty twenty two. It can't happen, can it? Like a military dictator just invades a country and murders people, and the world has to deal with it. Could that happen? No, well, apparently yeah. it can. It, it can indeed. And the uh, head of the German military, uh, their chief of defense, posted just posted a brutally honest assessment of where German capabilities were, and essentially said our our army is broken. It's more or less broke and broken. The options we can offer policymakers to support the alliance are extremely limited. Tiny army, tiny spending, ill-equipped, poorly trained. Yikes. One of the biggest churches in the world with a giant sex scandal. The new Omicron variant is COVID now, if you're going to be talking about COVID. And a variety of other things. Oh, radical monogamy. Have you heard of this uh, fantastic new uh, thing that people are discussing? Radical monogamy? Everything's got to have a clever name. Among other news things we got on the way. Armstrong and Getty.